Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, very happy to have everyone in the audience uh, joining us today. We've got uh, uh, this is our global grad series starting full sale international grads from all around the world as they reconnect and give back to you. Um, this event is brought to you by the International Student Society, um, and we hope that these discussions promote a sense of possibility uh, and mutual support for our community. Um, we invite you to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, on Full Sail One for all the latest updates on events, stories, and discussion topics. Um, so folks, I'm actually going to add a, a couple of links in the chat um, to follow us on social media. Uh, joining us today is 2014 film grad Ariana Joy Roberts. Uh, originally from the Bahamas, Ariana Joy has uh, more than 10 years of experience in the film and entertainment industry, um, working with major industry players like ABC, WWE, National Geographic, and Disney. Uh, Ariana Joy brings impressive versatility to ASPS, uh, her, her studio's Artistic Soul Production Studio, um, where she is the sole proprietor and head producer. Her, network, her, her working knowledge of TV and film production uh, and visual marketing allows her to drive projects from conception all the way to completion. Ariana Joy, so happy to have you joining us. Go ahead and give us a little introduction about yourself. Thank you. I mean, well, <laughs> I don't know what to say after that, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, I graduated in 2014 from film at Austin School. So I, I miss it every day. Just seeing your background, I mean, just uh, bring back, brings back so much memories. Um, I am in the Bahamas. I have a small production studio called um, ASPS, and we work mainly with corporate companies. And um, right now, I'm actually producing my first feature film. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, we definitely want to dive into that discussion topic as well. Um, I, I am going to share, I, I'd like to just share your LinkedIn and uh, the, the ASPS website in the chat box. And, and sure. um, if you have additional links that you'd like to share, I, I encourage um, you to do so. And, and, and folks, check out check out her LinkedIn, check out her, her website. Um, and, and this is a good opportunity to connect and, and get to know her a little bit better and her, her story. Yeah, thank you. So Ariana Joy, I just I'm gonna go ahead and just dive right in. Um, what what brought you to Full Sail in the first place? Well, I have to give props to my um, aunt Paula Boy Farrington. Um, I just graduated from from uh, the, the College of the Bahamas. It's College of the Bahamas at that time, and I had my associates in uh, uh, mass communication, and I wanted to go to you know a certain school in film. Um, so I looked at New York Film Academy and then um, I was just going to do like a certification or something. And my um, aunt, she was like, no, you know, Ariana, you really should look at Full Sail. And so I was like, okay, let me look at Full Sail. I went onto the website and that was it. I was like, if they take care of their website like this, they're going to take care of their students. So I applied immediately and I actually got in in four months. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I got a load of, of, scholarships um thank thank you full sale <laughs> and um yeah it was smooth sailing ever since excellent excellent and and so tell us a little bit about you know growing up in the bahamas and, and what kind of attracted you to the film and television industry in the first place mm -hmm. well believe it or not i had no interest in film at first i wanted to be a veterinarian and um so i was going to school for um biochemistry and it was one math class, trigonometry, and I'm usually a straight A student. I got an F. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> I don't know if this is for me. So after, you know, I, I did a couple of surgeries, I interned and stuff like that um, with veterinarians um, on the island. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And so an opportunity came up where I was able to go abroad, well, go to another island and do a TV show, host a TV show. And I thought to myself, you know, I don't know if I want to be in front of the camera, but everything that's happening out behind the camera looks pretty interesting. So I changed my major to mass comm and got involved. Um, luckily for me, my father, he's very um, involved in the entertainment industry back home. Um, sorry, guys, that's my dog. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's very involved. He was the director of um, tourism 
on my island. So anytime big major productions would come, you know, um, on the island, like um, there was um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I worked on the mm. sequel, ABC's Bachelorette, things like that. He would just say, oh, we're going to go, just go, you know, go and check it out, see if you enjoyed it. And at that time I, I did, I didn't know I was going to be involved in film, but I certainly enjoyed it. And um, it just kind of clicked. After I got that act, it clicked. It was like, okay, no, we can't do this. Let's 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 think about film. And yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I, I can imagine you know seeing such large productions like AB, like The Bachelorette or or, or Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah. Must have been very inspiring. Oh um, yeah, you know, just to be amongst um, people like that, you know, seeing them really at work and hardworking, it was it was really awesome. Cool, cool, excellent, excellent. So. Walk us through a little bit about, you know, when you first arrived in Orlando, you first arrived at Full Sail, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your head about, um, you know, going through the film program? Well, the first time I got to Full Sail um, was actually when I started. So I did orientation and everything. Um, Like I said, I saw it online and got in. So my first time getting on campus was when I was already enrolled. <laughs> so I didn't take a tour. I didn't take anything. My tour was on the website. And um, yeah, it was like going to Disney or Universal Studios. I mean, the fact for those who don't know, the architect that designed was at Universal Studios, right? Designed the back lots, right? Oh my goodness. Um, I, I did not know that. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. So, no, it was just amazing. And um yeah, I felt at home. I think that was the biggest thing because um, in high school, as much as I love, you know, all my friends and everything, I was always more of an outcast or, you know, a loner because my mind thought differently. I'm more creative and, you know, um, I, I tend to stick to myself. And so being around people um, who were kind of like me, you know, like that was a first for me. <laughs> so I just I just felt at home, I really felt at home. Excellent. Excellent. I love to hear that. And did you feel like well, tell us a little bit about any particular classes or um, instructors that kind of stuck out to you as like, oh my goodness, this is this is what I want to be doing right here. Yeah, uh, Rob Tuscani. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's still there, but Rob from Lighting, oh my gosh, he is amazing. I absolutely love him, miss him. Went to his studio, I don't know if his studio is still open. It used to be right um, near Full Sail. Um, but yeah, Lighting was one of my favorite classes. Um, and then also final production, because that was when I had applied to be UPM. And I, I had applied twice, I think, um, for the first, I think it was DCI. I don't know if they still call it DCI now, but um, DCI, I, I applied then. And then I also applied for final production. I got UPM. So I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. <laughs> You'll have to educate me a little bit. So what, what is the UPM and what kind of role does that entail? Okay, yeah, so UPM is a unit production manager and cool. um, the unit production manager is um, pretty much the person that crews the film um, and is, is above the line in the production, um, the production the production team. And so just make sure that, it, the, that person makes sure that everything is done according to the budget, right? Mm-hmm. You have your line producer, you have your executive producers and things like that, but the unit production manager ensures that the film goes well uh, from catering to casting, everything. You make sure that it goes well. Wow! So, so your courses essentially are like being on a real set. Oh um, yeah! All the players are there. All the roles are being filled by students. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I mean, Full Sail prepared me for everything. I was telling another. I think he's on this call right now. Cohen. Cohen. I don't know if that's how I pronounce his name, but Cohen Miller. Um, he DMs me on Instagram, and I was telling him like literally the 1 a.m. classes, the, you know, <laughs> no, seriously, my whole sleeping pattern has changed. Sometimes I'm up until 8 a.m. in the morning editing or I'm on set for 12 to 16 hours. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wholesale prepares you for that because it's, I mean, it's a model, right? Real life, real life success, real life, you know, education, and, and that's what you learn. Yeah, that's that's remarkable. That's incredible. Um, So tell us a little bit about, you know, yeah, at Full Sail, it's kind of a fast-paced nature. It's it's month by month is changing. Did you feel like you were able to keep up with that? Is that something that you really embrace? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you had to, right? Yeah. <laughs> you had to or, or you'd be out. But um, yeah, for me, I think 
because maybe I had a little bit of experience on sets prior to coming to Full Sail. I understood the fast-paced nature. Um, my mind also is very fast-paced. I, I, I get distracted easily sometimes, so it's like, okay, again, let's do the best of that. You know, I'm very creative. So um, no, I, I enjoyed it. It didn't it did, didn't give me a chance to be bored. <laughs> you know, it was always a creative moment. Um, and then sometimes in different months, you know, different semesters, you have you meet new people. You know, you're not always in the same stream. Some some mm. people come into your courses, um, you know, differently. You know, so month to month, meet new people. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And again, it, it definitely trained me for what I'm doing now. So. Excellent, excellent. And I, I, I totally want to dive into what you're doing now in, in, in full. Um, sure. But before we go there, I, I, I'm kind of curious about, you know, what, what you know, you're, you're saying that you've got a lot of chance to meet different people and, and you know, different uh, students coming into different courses throughout the, throughout the um, program. What kind of like networking opportunities or um, just kind of broader opportunities outside of the film, film program did you feel like you took advantage of? Oh, yeah, Spark. Spark, yeah. Jackie Gardner. Jackie Gardner, I mean, I absolutely adore that woman. She is a mentor to me. Um, for those who don't know what Spark is, Spark is an elite program at Full Sail. Um, there's also, oh, I'm forgetting what it is, Platinum Creative. Platinum Creative with Tracy Wu. Oh, love Tracy too. Those are two amazing um, opportunities. Yeah, Lilia, Jackie is the best. Um, there are two amazing opportunities for Full Sail students um, to um, join. Um, and I encourage you to do that. Um, you have to have a good GPA, GPS, and um, uh, attendance score. <laughs> so make sure you stay on top of things. But um, it was really through, aside from, you know, uh, ventures that I've, I've been in before Full Sail and after, it was really through Spark and Platinum Creative where I've gotten a lot of my opportunities. I mean, for most of my most of my journey at Full Sail, I interned at WWE and that was because of Spark. And um, I shouldn't say this here, but because of Spark, I was able to miss class <laughs> and do, do WWE, you know, still had straight A's, but um, yeah, I was able to go and, and go off campus and shoot WWE Raw. I mean, I still have all of my crew t-shirts and everything. You know, that was, it was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And if you're really, really good, really, really good, I'm sure, I don't know how it worked with COVID, but Jackie used to take a student or two to um, Las Vegas, to oh. one of those, yeah, to one of those um, uh, conventions. I think, I forgot what it's called now. It's a huge convention for technology. Um, oh, it's it's oh. me. Now. I'll I'll think about it later and come back to it. But it's a huge convention, and she would take her top two, her top two interns, and go. So it's an amazing experience working working with Spark and 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 um, Platinum Creative. Cool, 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 cool. So tell us a little bit about what exactly was your role at at Spark. Um, it depends. Uh, Jackie, uh, which I love her for, it used to make me cry sometimes, but she just used to be like, <laughs> she would throw you into the deep. She, if she heard, you know, what you liked or what you were interested in, she'd just throw you in. And I remember one time I, I, I it slipped, it just slipped in my mouth and I was like, oh, I think I want to get into editing or see how the diva works, um, you know, um, for live. The diva, diva is for those who, who do um, show pro or, or live events. It's what kind of puts all of the editing on the screen live. Mm. And I just said, it. I, was, I was just curious. And she had me do it live for WWE. I, I screwed up so bad. <laughs> I screwed up <laughs> so badly. But no, um, most of the time I would either be helping with producing um, or editing. Mm. Um, but the production rules is, I mean, that's, that's my role now. And that's what I love. That's where I succeeded. So um, I did most, mostly pr producing with Jackie. Excellent, excellent. Mm -hmm. and, and folks, for folks that don't know, WWE is the wrestling organization that uh, yeah. shoots on campus. Uh, they've actually been shooting throughout this past year, um, even though there's no audience or anything like that. But it's it's such a cool experience to go see a, a live WWE performance. Mm -hmm. um, and you get to see all the, the Full Sail students with their, their, their staff shirts on, yeah. Yeah. Um, doing the whole production. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I miss it. And it's like a family, you know, 
Um, so, I mean, those people that you work with for those years or months, you still connect with them, you mm. know? So yeah, it's, it's an awesome opportunity. You learn, yeah. you learn a lot, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, you know, it, you're getting close to graduation. Um, what were kind of the, the ways that you were preparing for the next steps? Mm -hmm. um, well, as an international student, because um, as you know, and, and most people on the call, they know now I'm from the Bahamas. Um, as an international student, it was, it was a little scary um, because you don't know the outcome. Um, see my friend Gavin Ash here, we were in class together too. Um, but um, yeah, it was a little scary because film is, you know, there's so many different crews out there and, and people who want to be a part of productions and they're not, they're freelancers. You know, they're not going to be hired to a big studio or anything like that. And if you think about Paramount and everything, if you go to Paramount Studios, all of their their offices are empty mm -hmm. until there's a production that's coming. You know, that's when they hire their crew. Um, and so being, getting an HB1 visa or something like that, it was really hard to think about, but I know I wanted to try. <laughs> you know, there are people that did land them, um, but it was going to be scarce to find in my industry. So um, I made sure that I worked with Jackie um, to at least get an internship because with your OPT, you have to be hired, right? Within about, I think it's 30 days, within 30 days of receiving your OPT, you have to have a job. And so I made sure that I was working with Jackie. <laughs> so I, I interned with Jackie um, with Spark and I was working with WWE for quite a while. And then, um, yeah, but that you didn't ask me all that yet, so. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, you absolutely. That's fantastic. And I, folks, so uh, OPT is otherwise known as optional practical training essentially is uh, uh, F1 students, international students um, have a year opportunity extension um, where they can uh, work work in the United States. Um, in, 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 in some cases, if you're on a STEM OPT extension, you can work up for up to three years uh, total. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how Jackie was able to help land you uh, an internship at during your OPT and, and what kind of internship were you doing? Oh, I actually forgot what it's called, but it's it's kind of like um, you have to go through the school. So Full Sail has to approve it. Um, and forgive me, guys. I know my dog is interrupting our, our interview, <laughs> but she's, she's needy. She doesn't like when I'm away from her too long. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to go through the school and apply. Um, and then it was kind of like, you know, depending on whether I got in or not, that would lend me, you know, the opportunity to continue to work with Spark through Full Sail after I graduated. And luckily it, it happened. You know, a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Um, some people are able to even work in the, um, oh, I forgot what it's called now, but it's a, it's where you do the Dolby sound and everything, the, that big oh. sound. Rooms. You know what I mean? It's, I think it's in F FS1. Is it, is it called the, uh, the audio temple? Is it? I don't remember, <laughs> but it's, it's where they edit all of the, all of the, um, all of the, the films. So when you do your final production yeah. and your film is edited, you go into this big studio. It's kind of like a theater and you listen to it. Mm. So you can hear all of the, you know, you hear it for, for theater. Yeah. It's a big Dolby, Dolby um, um, theater room. But some people, what I was getting at is some people would intern to work there. So it's either between Spark, the dub stage. Thank you, Lydia. <laughs> the dub stage. Yeah. So yeah, you either get to work there or with um, Jackie. So there are different different areas where you can intern, but it's it's tough. You know, only a, a yeah. small amount of people can, can get that privilege. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. Right, thanks, Lilia, for that. I, I, I have to admit that I've only been on campus for like six weeks before we went offline. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, there's so there's so much to see and learn. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I, I want to I want to explore a little bit more about because now we're we're going to kind of dive into you you know you're on your own you're starting your career at this point but before we go any further what kind of advice would you give to a student that was interested in, in joining the film program? I would say go for it. If you have any interest in film at all, well, let me not say any interest. 
if you have a desire, a strong desire to be in the film industry and, you know, bring something to the table worldwide or wherever you are um, at home, if that's in Sri Lanka or wherever, you know, um, go for it. Whether it's online um, or in campus, I, I, I fully suggest going to campus. Um, go for it. It's, it's an amazing school. Full Sail is awesome. Um, for those who are already in the industry or at, at Full Sail in, in the degree, um, make sure you're on top of everything. Um, as an international student, you also have the opportunity to work while you're in school, um, to be a part of the daily, daily tours or even the monthly tours. I did both. <laughs> and so I was able to meet a lot of people and network. Um, networking is very important. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's, it's who you know that gets you the gigs, but it's actually who knows you. So make sure that you, um, you know, you're around and you're, you're getting involved. Um, because of my involvement in all areas of school, I was able to have, you know, some lifelong friends. You know, like I said, one of my, my friends right now, he's up in, he's Australian and he's up in LA working and doing his thing, Gavin Ash, you know, and, and we still communicate today. So yeah, it's really important. You never know where it's going to take you. So make sure you go all in. You get out of it what you put in. Absolutely well said, and and it is certainly a very special opportunity to have those uh, daily tour uh, work em employment opportunities. It's I, I think it's very hard to come by for international students, especially. So you, I think Ariana Joy, you must have very, very much stood out to to some of the folks that you were working with. I don't know, but they stood out. To me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit, and, and folks, also I, I love the conversation in the chat. Um, if you have any questions at all, please. I, I, I think the audience always has so much, much, much more intriguing questions than I ever come up with. So I, I highly encourage you to ask, ask away. Um, I, I think Ariana Joy has has a wealth of knowledge and, and, and wisdom that that she can share with us. Oh, um, thank you. So you you start you're you're on your OPT. You're going. You're working at Spark still. What happens next? I understand that you you moved to New York for a little bit, correct? Yeah, I did. I um. I really wanted to get the the full experience of um, you know being in the U.S. and and working in the industry. So it was either between you know the major cities um, for film, which would be either Georgia, um, Miami. Well, Miami was doing okay, okay, but it was really New York for me. It was New York or L.A. L.A. was really expensive, um, and then I didn't really know many people in L.A. But I knew I had a cousin in New York. So before I moved, I could have, you know, just sent any type of uh, resumes or, or, you know, when you're when you're looking for jobs, you have to put an address, at least back then you have to put an address. And so I would put his address. I knew things would be able to go there. So, yeah, um, because I had I had a place to stay um, in New York before getting a job, I figured, let me just go to New York. Um, and I got some really cool opportunities, but the, the time that I went there was the worst time. It was in the winter. <laughs> I went there in December, December to March. And I, I think I filled out maybe over 500 or more applications, you know, just trying to get jobs. I landed about three and on my last month, cause I, I said, I'll give it three months and then I'll go back to Orlando. Cause I knew I had a strong holding there. Um, but on my last month in March, I landed a gig. And they were like, oh, you know, it's, it's just a stipend and we'll help you to stay. We really want you to stay. But the stipend was too, too little for me to survive. Mm. So I just went back to Orlando. Mm. <laughs> Tell share a little bit about what, you know, I, I know that for international students, it's, it's a totally different experience, right? And, and being on OPT, you've got limited time. You want to take yeah. full advantage of it. What yeah. would you say is the a significant lesson that you had, had drawn from that experience? of being on OPT? Yes. The, I mean, I guess for me, I can only speak from an international standpoint. It's really hard to get a job as an international, mm. you know, student or, or a person living in the US. Yeah. Um, and so you have, I think, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like this scary thing, but what I want to suggest is, is make sure you have connections, make sure you have friends that'll be able to get you in, you know, in a circle, mm. you know, or, or, or get you a gig. Most of my friends from Full Sail vouched for me. So I was mm. able to work on really cool 
um, music videos and, you know, um, Jackie helped me get into WWE even after she even vouched for me in New York. You know, there was a position to be a part of the team in, in Philadelphia, but it, I was in New York. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to catch a train and <laughs> all that stuff to work every day. But no, it's really important. It's, it's very important as an international student to make sure that you have a footing in the industry somewhere and um, that people know you, you know, mm. and I mean, really know you and can vouch for your work. You mm. can know everybody who can be sending people DMs all day, but it's not until you have that opportunity to shadow and shine that people are going to start calling you. And I think that's really, you know, I mean, that's the industry worldwide, right? Whether you're American, Bahamian, you know, Ghanaian, whoever you are, it's, it's really important to make sure that, that mm. you're known to get ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. And I, you know, I work with international students every day and, and um, I understand that the OPT is, it's a daunting experience and, and uh, you know, I know that it, it can be frustrating at times. And um, but is there any particular advice that you would say to kind of overcome, to keep persevering, even, even if you are struggling or, or have come across some roadblocks? Yeah, don't stop don't stop because i mean i i know specifically i had friends from venezuela um i don't know if they're still going through you know situations like they did in 2014 and 2015 but there was a horrible time back then where you know people were struggling to find food you know there weren't food on on the shelves in venezuela and i had friends from that country saying that they have like there's no choice they have Mm. to make it work Mm. you know and so when you think about where you came from you know, I mean, I'm, I come from the Bahamas. I'm, I'm privileged in a sense, but our, our film industry is very small. It's still, it's budding, it's growing. And for me, it was like, I, I have to do well. I have no choice. <laughs> I have to do well. I have to be able, if, even if I have to leave, you know, the U.S., which I, I did kicking and screaming, <laughs> but even if I have to leave, I need to be able to take something back home. Right. So um, no matter how hard it gets, um, no matter how difficult you know your days get if you have no motivation or anything like that just Mm. kind of rest on the knowledge of you know you made it this far and you have no choice as an international student you have literally no choice but Mm. to do well so you can take something back home i mean that's why you're here right that's why you're at full sale that's why you came because you could have stayed home (laughs) you know but um don't give up just just keep going excellent excellent Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, 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 no that wisdom. Tell us a little bit. Okay. So, you know, OPT comes to a conclusion. How, how did you transition? You returned back to the Bahamas uh, right away, correct? I did. Yeah. So I think I had like 30 days, 30 to 60 days to leave. Um, so my OPT ended in September and I left in November mm. of 2015. Um, and I um, I knew that I wanted to do a documentary um, about um, some missing boys that that you know were killed in the Bahamas, and so I kind of focused on that. And I looked at my um, I guess my database of friends and and creatives in the industry, and I kind of you know started before I left. I started you know putting it out there like, hey, if I if you guys want to come to the Bahamas and shoot, like come. So. Um, yeah, I started working on that. And then when I came home, I, I got into it, but then I just had to form a business. So that's what happened afterwards. <laughs> cool, cool. And that, that was Artistic Soul Production Studios? Yeah, it, it happened so organically. Like I I was, I didn't want to come home. I mean, let's be honest, I didn't want to come home. And so the main thing that um, I guess kept me motivated was this project, this passion project that I wanted to work on for so long. And um, uh, my brother, I don't know if he's still, if he's in here, but my brother, he was like, oh, you know, Ariana, the Grand Bahama Port Authority, which is where he worked, um, they really want to work with you. They've seen your work because I had this old demo reel, which I hated, but they loved. And they were like, oh, yeah, we want to work with you. Your work is so amazing. But the only way to, to work with them was to have a business, a business mm-hmm. license. And so I applied, got it within a month, I think. So I came home in November of 2015 and I had my business in February of 2016. Mm, That's how fast it happened. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. (laughs) It was fast. 
And um, yeah, ever since then, I mean, I honestly don't do this, guys. I, you know, I, I, I suggest you market when you have business, but I, I haven't marketed yet. I, I still, I need to, but I haven't marketed. Um, I've advertised in a way where I like to wear my shirts and stuff around, but it's been, ever since starting that business, it's been um, word of mouth. You know, and, and people have just been, oh, Ariana, we love your work. We want to, you know, want to do more with you. And yeah. Cool, cool. And, and so when ASPS first started, um, you know, what kind of projects were you doing for like, you know, the Grand Bahama Port Authority? Um, mainly corporate work, corporate commercials. Um, at first, they wanted to do an animation, and I was like, I don't do animations. <laughs> I was like, that's not my role. Um, but it was it was mainly commercials, and then we got into a series for Udemy. Um, so we did that. I don't know if anybody knows about Udemy. It's a course, online course um, platform. So we did a series there. And then, um, yeah, some other big things came up. And then one of the coolest things, I guess, for, for ASPS particularly was um, my company was hired for a feature film that came to the island called Dolphin Kick. Um, and it's on Netflix. So I have my first Netflix credit. Yay! Oh, my goodness. Holy <laughs> yeah. smokes. What an accomplishment. Yeah, it was pretty cool, you know, and then um, ever since then, um, um, PBS is called, um, some other people have called, we have Revlon, I should, probably shouldn't be saying all this stuff now, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've called, and so it, it, we're getting, we're getting a little bit of notoriety, um, I, I have to say it's all God, and I'm grateful, you know, but I, I, I do suggest to market, don't be like me, um, don't be lazy like me. <laughs> Because I could be doing a lot better if I market, and I'm hoping that this year I start marketing some more. Well, so I, I, you had mentioned that in the Bahamas, the, the film industry is kind of a budding industry. Well, when you look at yeah. across the landscape today, what opportunities do you see for ASPS? Oh, for sure. I mean, right now, one thing that I'm, I'm really trying to work on, I was on Clubhouse yesterday talking about it, um, is the opportunity to... Um, teach, you know, and not teach in the sense of be like a course director or, or a, you know, professor or anything like that, but really to um, train um, potential crews because the issue that we're finding right now when foreign films come to the island is the lack of, of reputable or just educated crew members in the Bahamas to hire. You know, and so they use the same amount of people, the same, you know, pool of people. And then what happens? The industry doesn't grow, right? Like it stays, it stays like this. So what I'm trying to work on now is to um, build a, a full studio, you know, um, and start creating courses, you know, where people could come in and learn like how to light, make sure you're not wearing slippers on set. I've had so many people, I had a DP come to, to set with slippers and I'm like, what are you doing? If a light falls on your toe, that's, that's my head, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, they're just these type of things that because people haven't been trained or they haven't gone to school or even just been around it, they don't know and you can't blame them. You know, they just don't know. So that's a big thing for me um, to get the Bahamas on the map in that regard, because we're known for, for films like Jaws and, you know, um, 007 movies and things like that. You know, like there's so many films that have been shot in the Bahamas and in the island. But um, to say that they've hired a significant amount of crew members, I don't think so. And so yeah. for me, that's that's what I want to do is to just help build and grow, grow that, that pool of people to choose from. That's that's marvelous, and I, I can see you know you had it's kind of a full circle in a sense. Like you you had the chance to work on set or, or go see sets, and that inspired you to pursue your career, right? Well, I didn't even think about that. Thanks, TJ. <laughs> that's very cool. Perhaps you'll be an inspiration for another young man or young woman. Um, yeah, I didn't well. think about that because I was just I was just riding the wave. You know, I got an opportunity to come on set, and I was just chilling. But you know, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but now, I mean, we think about it, that that privilege doesn't really happen that much anymore. And so if I could do it for another young person, not in the chilling sense, you know, I want them to shadow and work. But um, yeah, if I could do it for somebody else, yeah, that would be awesome. It would totally come full circle. So thank you for giving me that, that insight. I'd never thought of it that way. Cool, cool, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I, I want to just comment that Lilia is saying the word of mouth is the best form of marketing. So perhaps, perhaps your strategy is actually working out great. great. Maybe, but <laughs> you can't rely on it all the time. So when you have bills to pay, 
stuff. So make sure you're putting it out there so that you're getting enough enough people to see your work. But it is the best. It is the most, um, I guess, maybe humble form of marketing because you don't have to speak for it. You don't have to prove anything. People are, are doing it for you. Mm. You know, so I, I appreciate that in, in all that sense, but I, I don't want to be lazy. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about, you know, I, I, a lot of film students that I, a lot of film grads that I speak with um, have a, sometimes a similar track in that they, they'll start their own production company. What, what would you say is the, you know, one of the, some of the bigger challenges of hiring people of, uh, you know, finding work or, or, or managing the business aspects of it? Um, walk us through a little bit about those challenges. For the business side, the hardest part is rates, I think, because um, like in the U.S., you have unions and, you know, you have a standard of what, what a rate will cost, what, like what a rate is for like a certain maybe cinematographer, director, whatever. <clears throat> in the Bahamas, they're all over the place. Mm. And so um, I had to make sure that I created a rate sheet. And so when I hired people, I told them what I'm paying them. Mm. You know, but then there are people who, I mean, they are more well-known and then I've, I've seen, like, I know some great people who, who, who do amazing work in the Bahamas and when a production comes to the island and they want to work with me and have me crew it, they're like, Ariana, we've never seen this rate before in our life. This person is asking for $3,000 a day for a red, like we've never seen that, you know? And so we can't hire that person. And as much as I want them to be on the shoot, mm. you know, the production company says no. So I think forming some type of union um, where we can standardize rates um, mm. or just protect, also protect people because there are, there is the other side of the spectrum too, where, wherein, you know, I have a certain rate and then there are people who are doing it much less, you know, and so they're getting a lot more work or, and then the standard of work that they're providing is, is subpar. So there's that as yeah. well. Um, but I think that's the hardest thing. Um, I, I really don't like to look at competition too much outside external competition. I, I'm more introspective. So like, what can I do to grow? You know, how I'm always looking at the US and, and European um, um, film sets or, or just their standard of work. And I'm, I'm like, okay, what can we do, you know, in our next shoot or our next commercial to grow? What, what can we do to kind of, you know, set a higher standard for ourselves so that when people see it, they're like, oh, this is amazing. And in fact, I had someone do that. They, they argued with a friend of mine. Um, there, there was a person who heard about this documentary that I'm shooting and they argued with a friend of mine and said, no, 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 that's not a Bahamian. She's from the States. That's there's ASPS is a United is, is an American company. And my friend is like, no, she's Bahamian. That's my friend. <laughs> So, you know, just setting that standard where, where I mean, it, it's kind of sad to say, but it's it's true, where people are like, oh, wow, you know, the Bahamas is doing better things, you know, this came out of the Bahamas, oh, amazing, you know, and so that's, that's what I want to do, you know, to keep pushing that until we set that standard and, and when anyone sees it from, from all over the world, it's like, yeah, I know, that came from the Bahamas, that's nice. <laughs> so. I, I, that's marvelous, that's incredible that you are, you know, pushing the boundaries and, and, and being a standard bearer for that industry. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's your, 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 the tip of the spear. That's, re that's remarkable. Trying, just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really more, I grew up, I'll say this, my, my family is of excellence. My dad was always like, and this is no shame on him. It, it was always like, okay, you got a 98. What can you do to get a hundred? You know, so <laughs> this is the truth. So you know, it's always been a standard of excellence where I grew up, and I think um, based on what they've done in their life, um, my dad is and my mom, they are are trendsetters um, on the island where I'm from, and so I I, I kind of have big shoes to fill. So you know, it's 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 really kind of in my blood to just keep going. Cool, cool, excellent, excellent. I can definitely hear that in your story for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Share a little bit about a project that ASPS took on, um, you know, such as the Netflix credit or, or any other project that you feel like really put your skill set to the test hmm. or something that you're particularly proud of. I think most recently working remotely. So yeah. we had a, I don't want to say too much because it's not released yet, but we had a shoot um, with a well-known brand and the director was in Canada. And so we literally had to live stream the, the um, viewfinder, right? 
from the camera to a, a private YouTube link so she can watch it and direct the shoot. No, seriously. And it was crazy. And she, like, God bless her, but she was frantic the whole time because as, as a director, she couldn't be on the island and she mm. couldn't, you know, direct the the, the talent and, and, and even the, the cinematographer. And I was the fixer. I was the field producer. And so I had to hear all of it. <laughs> I had to hear all the screaming and crying and, you know, just trying to make it work and reassure her. And I think, I mean, there was one point where I really just wanted to say like, you know what, don't pay me, I'm done. I I, I have too many other things to do. I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this shoot. Mm. But um, I think for me personally, it was, it was an opportunity for me to take my power back and be like, you know what, this is going to put my my company on the map and also our island on the map because it's such a great credit it's such a great um, um mm. story um and so yeah working through covid i i would say has been the hardest thing but also most rewarding because it's tested mm. me you know yeah. yes i couldn't rest on my laurels i had to get stuff done <laughs> I, I, it's certainly the past year has proved challenging for sure. And it, it sounds cool that you've been able to kind of adapt um, yeah, really out of necessity, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, just being able to adapt. And I think as a filmmaker, um, my encouragement to everyone listening who's in, in this industry is, is to make sure you have an, you know, a spirit that can adapt, a, a spirit that does have stickability because things get tough. Mm. There's always going to be someone to replace you, like literally tomorrow. <laughs> You know, you get sick. It's okay. You have the you have the producer call you. It's okay. Stay home. You know what that means? You're done. <laughs> oh, no, really? Yeah, you're You are replaceable. So make sure that you can adapt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what would you say to you know a, a student entering the film industry now? What would you say is like some of the the essential skills to you know thrive? Yeah, besides those skills that I, I just talked about, um, make sure that you're always ready to learn. Um, do not have a egotistical mindset. Mm. Do not think that the world revolves around you just because you come from full sale and you did this and you went to top of your class. Don't, don't do it. I'm telling you right now, there are a lot of production companies that do not like full sale because of students like that. So don't do it. <laughs> but um, just be, be able to learn, you know, have an open mind. Um, know that sometimes the things that we learn in full sale aren't what production companies are using you know um yeah that was another lesson i had to learn that there are certain things that are said on set you know that we were taught and um other production companies they have their own lingo mm -hmm. you know so you just want to be able to adapt and also be open-minded um if even if you are a, let's say you are a second AD, what a second AD is the person who handles talent, right? Let's say you got a second AD job and the PA is slipping up, you know, do some of the PA's work, you mm. know, make, cause at the end of the day, right? If, if the film does well, everyone does well. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, don't, don't be selfish in a way where, okay, it's not, that's not my job. You know, I'm going to do this. No, you know, if you see garbage on the ground, pick it up. If yeah. you see the catering needs some help and you're free, help. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, we're all a team, we're all a family. And we have one goal, which is to make a successful film, commercial, music video, whatever that is. So yeah, help where you can. Cool, cool. And, and is there any, anything in particular about your career at this point that you find like particularly rewarding or like you're proud of? I just love when my clients are like, oh my gosh, this is better than I could ever imagine. You know, Ariana, you've exceeded our expectations. Like that gets me. I cry every time. I'm not even lying. I literally cry. Um, because for me, and one of the reasons why my company is called Artistic Soul Productions, because I, I do it with my soul. You know what I mean? I, I literally cannot edit until I feel it. Like it's it's one of the worst things about me <laughs> because it'll cause me to, to uh, procrastinate a bit, but I, I, it's like artwork. I cannot edit or I cannot get something done until I feel it. I feel that it's right. You know, like, I don't know if there are any um, music producers or engineers on here, but like, it's, it's like a song, you know, it's something that you dance to. You're not going to dance to it or even make the song unless you feel it. So um, yeah, that's been the biggest thing for me when I got it, when I get it right. You know, when the, the music hits the right, the right um, um, beat in the video or something like that. And I just see 
you know, my, my clients enjoying it. That's the, that's the most rewarding thing to me. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. but tell us a little bit about, so you mentioned a couple of times, um, <laughs> this, this documentary that you've been working on. Tell us a little bit about oh, that. Yeah. So five, five, the documentary, um, I'll put it in the chat group so people can take a look at it. They can go and click that there. Is it clickable? I don't know if it's clickable. Man, yeah, yeah. Is it? Anyway, cool. yeah, firethedocs.com. Um, guys can go and take a look there. Um, in Grand Bahama in 2003, five boys went missing like weeks to months apart. And um, one of them still can be found, but four of them have been murdered. Mm. Um, and uh, just really briefly, the, the, um, serial killer no one knew it was him in fact he turned himself in people didn't believe him um until he showed them where the showed the police where the bodies were mm. and um for me even though he's in prison and everything right now we're the bahamas is such, such a beautiful chain of islands and we always talk about the tranquility and everything but there are a lot of things that we don't talk about and so um unfortunately communities can't heal right um people can't move on with their lives and things like that. And so with this, um, you know, everyone talks about the villain, you know, in, in these type, type of true crime dramas. Everyone wants to know what the villain did, da, da, da. but for me in this documentary, it's like, what, what about the families? You know, who are these boys? Who, who, they, who, who could they have been? Mm. You know, and so that's where I'm coming from. Also, with a chance to speak to professionals in mental health, in the mental health area and mm. um, child abuse area to kind of figure out the correlation and see how we can prevent things like this from happening again, because it still happens. Kids still go missing, you know? Um, and for a small nation, I think that's completely unacceptable. And I think that we can, um, you know, be better about taking care of our children. So that's really where um, the passion came from doing this. And so right now we're in the financing stage. We did a, in 2019, we did a um, art exhibition to just get the concept out there um, because it is a community story. It is a, a, a story that the island knows. I, I didn't want to be too secretive about it like most films are. You know, people, it, film producers or, or productions would start the process and everything with NDAs and no one will know about it but the crew, right? Mm -hmm. Or the people involved and, and then everyone knows about it once it starts marketing. So I did a little bit reverse this time um, because I really wanted the, the support of the community. And so I, I, I did the concept in a art um, exhibition in 2019 in Grand Bahama and in Nassau, which did really well, did really well, got a lot of support. And so um, while the funding through that, it was a crowdfunder, it, it kind of paid for the event, the event was kind of expensive. <laughs> but right now we're trying to, um, you know, get more funding and also um, legalize the entity that's going to receive the, the funding for the film. So if there's any investors or investments, you know, we can do that properly. So that's what we're working on right now. Awesome. Awesome. And, and so is this kind of a departure for ASPS um, or, or is this kind of like, is this the, what the future of ASPS might be looking like kind of taking on a little bit more of a social activist role? You know, I didn't think about that. It may be, um, it may be, I, I maybe more so me, Ariana uh, would be more, more socially active and, and, um, you know problems like these and and, and activating or well, not activating being being active in the community for that but on um, the company i don't know we are community driven you know we're definitely community driven um anything that um is happening in the community um that touches our hearts we want to be a part of it um but yeah i don't know the, the company is its own thing so i don't want to speak for it just yet it's, it's going to bloom and blossom how it's supposed to um, the big thing, though, that I know in our, our main goal is definitely to make sure that the industry in the Bahamas flourishes. So whatever that entails, if that's, I think we talked last time, if that's, a, you know, getting courses with full sale to Bahamians, you know, to do online and ASPS is a part of that, I would, I would love, I would love that. Um, but the main goal right now is to build the, the industry and whatever, whatever it takes, we're going to yeah. do it. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I certainly think that uh, it's a fascinating subject to be doing a documentary on. There's no question about that. And uh, the I did get to see just you know your your introductory introductory clip 
Oh yeah, the teaser. Yeah, we launched. Right, right. Well, it is. It's kind of interesting because, just as you said, you know, the it's such a beautiful setting, right? Like the the blue water and 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 the, the island, um, and to have that kind of a dark understory is 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 very intriguing. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you it's, you often wonder why, you know. So that's really the the main the main um, I guess theme of it is is to find out why it happened. Mm. And then what we can do to prevent it from happening again. Absolutely, absolutely. I, so last time we spoke, you were saying that uh, you're thinking about having um, a studio, uh, like yeah. building a, a brick and mortar studio. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still still thinking about it. Um, yeah. One of my, one of my, um, I guess, the things that go back and forth with myself are like, oh, you know, if I start the studio because I'm I'm very detail oriented. So um, if I start the studio, will I forget about five, you know? So that's really just where it is. Um, I, I kind of want to get five to a point where, you know, it's the whole legal foundation is set and the, the executive board, the team of executives are, are set and everything's working in that way. Um, and so we can start raising funds. When that happens, I think then I'll be able to focus on building the studio, mm. but I don't want to lose sight of the project. So um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I can do the studio because that'll be great. It'll be, I mean, that's where my heart is too, you know, just making sure that the industry is built in the Bahamas and especially on my island. Um, so as soon as I can do that, I, I know I'll be a different person. I'll be like, yeah, I'm so excited, you know, being able to see kind of like the fishbowl, you know, and at full sail, just see people kind of in an area in a space, you know, just enjoying each other and, and you know, creative minds. That's that's really what I want to see. We don't have anything like that on the island. So, mm. yeah. Uh, well, so I've got just a couple more questions, and I, I really want to encourage the audience to take some time to ask Ariana Joy uh, questions as well. And we've got one from uh, Cohen, which is which, are, which island are you currently on? Oh yeah, sure, Grand Bahama. Excellent, excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, and folks, Ariana has such interesting thoughts. Uh, really incredible um, story. And I think now is a great opportunity to kind of get to know a little bit about how, you know, your vision for your future and, and how, how um, Ariana might be able to help guide you. Sure. Uh, I do have a question. What, you know, do you currently have any mentors or, or, or people in the industry that you're really looking up to or following? Um, Aside from Jackie Gardner, um, I'm, I'm really admiring um, Ava DuVernay. Um, she just released um, Array Crew. I don't know if anybody knows about that. And for those who um, have at least one credit, one or two credits in the industry, you should definitely apply to be a part of Array Crew. I think it's A-R-R-A-Y crew.com, C-R-E-W.com. Um, but yeah, she's she's been doing a lot, just a whole lot. She's been giving back. She's She's very, she has a heart for people, you know, and I admire that. And if I can have uh, just one meeting with her, <laughs> that would be in heaven. <laughs> you know, I think she just, she, she's amazing. And if you listen to her story and how she started, I mean, she literally just got in the industry, you know. This isn't like, she didn't go to film school for it. She didn't, like, this wasn't something that she was doing for a long time. Mm -hmm. But um, just to hear her story, I mean, it's, it's very encouraging and, um, yeah, I, I love Ava. Um, Steven Spielberg is also my favorite. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I love Steven Spielberg too. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got a couple of questions coming in from the audience. Uh, Gilang wants to know, how was your experience working with Disney? Um, Gilang wants to work there uh, in the animation department someday. Oh, it was awesome. Actually, I worked through Disney, um, through Spark. Um, we had a children's commercial that we had to do. Um, and so there were a couple of kids that came into set and we went, um, I'm actually right in Full Sail Live and we shot them there. Um, was it Full Sail Live? I think it was, I, I forgot now, sorry. But um, then when we were finished and it was all edited, um, I, I was able to produce one of the, the clips. Um, they invited us to this huge gala where it was shown and everything right at the Disney property. So yeah, but that was my, that was one of my, um, one of the things that I did with Disney was really cool. And then um, I guess ABC, which is now a Disney Corporation. I did the Bachelorette series season four. I'm in the Bahamas. Yeah. Excellent. 
excellent excellent it's a, it's a cool really cool um really cool corporate company the people are lovely mm -hmm. perfect all right so uh Chantanel wants to know what are some of the some of your strengths action words uh, uh you used along in your mission what is along my mission yeah so well, yes my goals and stuff she yeah, what are some uh, what are some things that you think make you distinct? Um, maybe my heart. <laughs> I care a lot. Um, I think uh, when I work, I guess I put everything into it. And so, um, yeah, just being able to talk to a client or a crew member and um, really listen. Um, I think that's a big part of storytelling. Um, you have to listen to get the story straight, right? To get the story correct. And so, um, yeah, just being able to to tell the story in that way um, and not putting myself into it. You know, at, at, times, at times there are directors and other creators that kind of want to tell the story the way they want to tell the story and that's it. And um, oftentimes um, that's not the way things get told. You know, that's not the way things get viewership or, or those crazy numbers, you know, billion views and things like that. Um, um, it's really about being able to tell the stories so that people can understand and relate to it. And in order to do that, you gotta take yourself out of it and look at the bigger picture. So mm. I think I kind of have a, a knack for that. Um, I kind of, I, I well, I won't say kind of, I do that naturally. I take myself out of everything. I don't think too highly of myself. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it, 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 it kind of comes naturally in that way. I would say that's definitely one of my strengths. And then um, another strength is that I'm, I'm very passionate and detail oriented. So. Mm. Um, when I put my mind to something, I'm going to get it done. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I think a little bit of humility, but a lot of competence is is, is an important mixture. Yeah, it, it is. It's, I'd say that's the only reason I'm successful today, because otherwise I'd, I'd prefer to be in Europe somewhere, just on a beach or <laughs> on a yacht. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I totally hear you. I totally hear you. <laughs> Uh, Lilia would like to know, do you have any plans to come back to the U.S. Um, and ex expand your company? Yeah, I would love to. Actually, in 2018, I was working with a friend of mine. We wanted to, um, we went to a lawyer too, actually, to talk about international business and see how we can open a studio. Um, it, it takes quite a bit of, of time um, and, and legal fees. And, <laughs> you know, there's a certain visa that you have to have and, and it, you have to have a certain amount of um, American citizens working for you. And I think that um, we just weren't at that stage yet. So once I get the studio here, the brick and mortar studio here, up to a point where I can expand, it's, yeah, I'm definitely interested in, in expanding to the US and wherever it takes, takes us, you know. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Anna had a question. Um, so the Ava du DuVernay crew, what was, the, what was the name of that again? How can we look it up? Oh yeah, let me type it in the chat. Um, so it's arraycrew.com. Yeah, there it is, arraycrew.com. I think that's it. I could double check. But um, yeah, you have to have at least one credit um, that you've worked on. And then it's an application process and they'll let you know in about 14, 14 to 30 days if you're, if you're part of the group. It's kind of like a database, I think, um, for crew members that she's setting up, wherein um, you know, she wants to create more diverse opportunities um, for um, people to be a part of sex. So, yeah. Cool, cool, excellent. Uh, Marcus has a great question. Uh, as an international student, how did you feel at first um, and what was the most valuable lesson that you got from moving to the United States? Um, uh, I think I felt a little out of my league at first, like the, my initial day, my first day getting on campus, seeing how big the campus was, you know, seeing the amount of students um, just in the film industry on day one, like the film degree, I mean, on day one, I felt a little out of my league. I was like, okay, I'm really a, a small fish in a huge pond now, or maybe an ocean. Whereas, you know, whereas where I came from, I'm like this, I felt like this fish in a pond, you know. Um, but 
yeah, I would say I, I felt I felt a little out of place on my first day. Mm. But when we started getting into classes and um, um, in fact, um, I met a best friend there um, on day one of our um, orientation. When I started getting those small groups and you talk and you listen to people um, and, and how they have similar experiences or similar goals, you kind of feel like, okay, well, I'm not alone anymore. Mm. You know, so that was one of the, the biggest things um, at Full Sail that kind of helped me keep going was because I, I finally found my home, you know, in a sense, it's like, okay, great. I'm here. I'm, I'm here where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, and Full Sail's got my back. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Uh, Admir has a, a question. I think Admir had joined a little bit late, but could you just give us a little quick recap of, you know, when you graduated, how, how did you proceed from there? Sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I graduated in 2014 and um, it, I didn't find a job per se. Um, Spark, which is an elite program in, at Full Sail to apply to, um, I was able to get an internship after school um, and get my OPT as well. And so Spark kind of was that leading force for me to be able to continue my OPT program because I think you only have like 30 days to find a job. So I did my internship there. Then I moved to New York um, and did some work, but nothing like crazy. Um, we did a couple of commercials with some people. And then um, I came back to, to Orlando after about three to four months. And I was working again with WWE and, you know, doing some more amazing things on Full Sail's campus. I um, did a lot of a Hall of Fame um, um, uh, was I? Oh, I forgot. Yes, Hall of Fame. I was a production coordinator and got paid for that too, actually. So and that was during OPT. Um, yeah. So I came home, came back to Orlando and worked. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Anna Ochoa has has a really spectacular question. Sure. Um, as an international professional and and woman, how is your experience getting to work in the industry? Um, and what what would you recommend to other international women that have the desire to develop a career? Uh, in the entertainment industry and, and and the creative fields that's a great question it is a, an amazing question um i want to say anna don't look at yourself as just a woman look at yourself as an industry professional when you enter your room and you feel less than people are going to see that so make sure that you are secure and confident in who you are and what you bring to the table and then the men just become friends, <laughs> you know, they become your colleagues and they, they admire and respect you because of what you bring to the table. So um, don't go in looking at it like, okay, I'm a woman in this man's world. You know, if you come with that angle and that thought process, that's how people are going to treat you. They're going to treat you as a percentage. Um, and I'm not saying that they don't do it either way, but don't focus on it because when you focus on it, you'll get distracted from the goal. Um, I think the main, one of the only times I ever got distracted was when a, a man told me to my face, you are a woman and you're not like your documentary is not going to do well. And I cried. I was upset because I never heard that before. But um, other than that, I mean, people will be, will, will be rude. Um, you will find that, but keep going, keep going. As long as you believe in yourself, it doesn't matter what anyone says, what statistics say, just keep going. Wow. Uh, I, it's astounding that someone would be that disgustingly blunt. Uh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there are many people in the world. <laughs> well, that, great answer, and that, it's. I'm glad to hear that. Like, you know, you still persevered after that, after being after those kind of setbacks or those kinds of um, comments. You have to, you know. I mean, I've, and and you have to make it. A, you have to make it a part of you, like to the point, Anna, where you take a photo and if you're the only woman in the room, you don't recognize it until someone points it out. Like I've, I've had pictures like, you know, where I've been the only woman on set and I'm the EPM, I'm the person, you know, bringing everybody to the table. I'm the person doing the, you know, helping the first aid with the call sheets and, you know, scheduling. And after production, I remember my mom had to point it out. She's like, how did you feel being the only woman there? And I was like, what you talking about? <laughs> And I looked at the picture and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I was the only female. I didn't realize that, <laughs> you know, but you wow. don't want to think about it. Hmm. You know, try not to even think about it. Just focus on the goal, focus on the work. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. Um, 
great, great questions. Uh, audience members, y'all are asking some terrific, terrific questions. Uh, Ariana Joy's wonderful answers. Oh, thank you. We're, we're, we're getting close. We're, we're a little bit past the time. Um, I, I just want to say uh, thank you so much, Ariana Joy, for joining us today. Thank you for, for generously sharing your time with us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure for me. I love these conversations. I love yeah. to hear the stories. Um, special thank you to the audience that was able to join us. Uh, once again, folks, we invite you to follow the International Student Society on Facebook, on Instagram, on Full Sail One. Um, for any stories and discussion topics and things of that nature, I hope to see you all next time. I encourage you to stay safe, stay balanced, stay, stay globally minded. Um, Ryan just dropped a, a link for the GPS survey, so I encourage all active students to go to the, go follow that survey um, to get GPS points for uh, for today's activity. And and Ariana Joy, I just want to let you have the last word. Is there any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Any parting wisdom that you think uh, is is important to 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 put out there? Oh, you put me on the spot there, TJ. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would just say, guys, um, at the end of the day. Full Sail is a school where you literally, and I say literally, get out of it what you put in. Whatever you put into that school, your courses, everything, whatever friend you make, all of that, however, however attention, however much attention you put to your friendships, your, stu your, your student friendships, your, your, your teacher friendships. I mean, there are teachers who even hired me after school to be on their sets. So I'm just saying, like, put into it the same amount of energy that you want to get out of it. It's a real live teaching school. Everything that's going to happen outside of your career or in your career after full sale is literally what you're going to be feeling during school. Sounds the classes, you know, sounds all the homework, like without all the homework, without all the classes, you're definitely going to be up late at night. You know, they're, they're teaching you the real deal. You're learning from professionals in the industry. So um, just stay, stay focused and enjoy the ride. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much, Ariana Joy. It's truly, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you too. Bye everybody. Thank you for joining. Thanks all.